Have you ever wondered about reincarnation? About what it means to have generational curses or passing on of spiritual mantles? What about Elijah and how he was taken to heaven, yet Jesus said that he was rebirthed into John the Baptist? Maybe you were all a lot more similar than we'd like to admit. And maybe it's possible to get on the same wavelength with God after all. This week we're talking about energy, God energy. What does it mean to try to understand spiritual practices? And what does it mean to feel God's wavelength? How do we change our minds to be like the mind of Christ? All this and more this week. We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the answers. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And this is episode 89. And today we are transitioning. We're no longer in Halloween mode. So thank you guys for sticking around through all of that. Spooky season is over and now it's candy canes, snowflakes. It's officially Christmas season. Yes, unless you live in the USA like we do. And then it's kind of a war between turkey season and Christmas season. But I'm on board with Christmas because turkey decorations for Thanksgiving are kind of lame. Well, and I don't understand why you can't have Christmas decorations and eat turkey. I eat turkey on Christmas. Well, we normally ate turkey for Thanksgiving and had ham on Christmas. We always had both on both. So it was basically like the same meal duplicated over. Same, honestly. So anyway, that's completely (laughs) beside the point. Uh, How can we transition that? Uh, In related news, (laughs) we are talking about energy today. What? Okay, that, that has nothing to do with that. Uh, I guess like Christmas vibes, right? We're talking about vibes today. We're talking about a little bit about reincarnation today. And really, we're having a lighthearted episode just around these two topics. We say that it'll probably get really intense knowing you and I. but Really deep, really fast. It's going to be a fun one. And so if you've ever wondered to yourself, like, what is God? What is, you know, the presence of God? You know, what does energy come back? What happens, you know, to energy and magnetism and all these other weird terminologies and new age uh, terminologies. We're going to touch on a little bit about all of that and kind of put it into perspective. But before we get into that, I want to make a couple of quick announcements like we always so frankly try to do. If you have not joined Nomads, why have you not joined Nomads? Seriously, it's a great place for Christians to come together and ask unsafe questions. It's a safe place for conversations to happen and just to uh, be able to come together and realize that we're not alone in our questions and our questions aren't bad. You can find a link to that in the show notes below. And a couple of quick plugs. We just got through October, which means Itinerant, my other podcast, was in full swing. Uh, I will have another episode coming out this week, and I had two episodes back-to-back weekly. It's normally bi-weekly, but uh, there was a bonus episode on Halloween Day as well because Halloween was on a Thursday. So if you want to go get caught up, maybe you've ever wondered about how Belshazzar died after seeing the discombobulated hand writing stuff on the wall. We talked a little bit about that and some of the myth behind that and the legend behind that. 
And then also the week before, we talked about witches, and that was fun, witchcraft in the Bible. That was a great episode, probably one of my favorite episodes I've ever done uh, on Itinerant thus far. And in even bigger news than all the little petty stuff I got going on, uh, Elaine, you have a new show coming out. You care to share a little bit about your show? Yeah, so in, I think, two weeks by the time this comes out, I am launching my show, The Prodigal Daughter. And if you've been following us or been following me even, you know that I have a blog at theprodigaldaughter.com. And so originally it was just going to be like I was going to um, have a show and kind of just talk about my blog post. But I've just really kind of rediscovered what the prodigal daughter means to me and what God is speaking through that. So if you're into mindset, okay, first let me preface, if you're a woman and you're into (laughs) mindset practices, meditation, calling into the universe of what you want to get out of life, living the best life you can, living your best life. um, Hashtag. Hashtag, yeah. um, Then that is what I will be talking about. I'll be talking about how to have intentional thought life and how to incorporate um, healthy happens to your daily routine. And so in two weeks, that launches. So yeah, you can go ahead and reserve uh, that on iTunes and Spotify and all that. It should be ready to be reserved this week. Mm-hmm. So remind me, Elaine, to post that in the morning so people mm-hmm. can go and find that. If not, you can go to theprodigaldaughter.com and get on a mailing list for that. And you can uh, just kind of follow along there. And we will be posting links to that as it starts to unfold. I'm and the trailer excited. is already out, too. So you can find the trailer on iTunes. Yes, it's, it's out there. So anyway, uh, other than that, do we have anything else right this second? No, I think that's all of our our, our announcements. So we can get into today's episode which is funny because i feel like it's actually a pretty good precursor to your show that is coming Mm -hmm. out so let's get right to today's episode talking about energy reincarnation and manifestation sure we'll use that word so elaine we were reading you're gonna hear me turning bible pages you hadn't heard that in a little while i don't think Mm -mm. so you uh you were talking to me earlier about a verse we had read and I want to find it real quick because it brought up an interesting point and is really going to be the premise for this whole conversation. And it was talking about John the Baptist. Yeah, and so in Matthew chapter 11, verses, I'll just say 13 through 15, I'm going to read it real quick. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears, let him hear. So, interesting little thought there. And whenever you read it in context right there, you can kind of see probably where we're going. Something that Christians are often very scared to talk about is the idea of some form of reincarnation. I want to go ahead and preface this. I'm not talking about the view of reincarnation where when you die based on your works or your deeds, you come back as a plant or as an animal, or as a human, or an ascended being. I'm talking about specifically the idea that there is some form of lineage in the spirit or spiritual ancestry that we come back into this world. And that poses a whole ton of views, and everything here we're about to talk about, for the most part, is speculative. So if you have opinions on this, alternate views, please feel free to shoot us an email, mail at therecklesspursuit.com, or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, or especially in Nomads, if you're a part of Nomads. So all of our Nomads are Nomads peeps. Whoop, whoop, you know, let us know what you think about this. But it's an interesting perspective to think, hmm, 
if you're ready and if you're willing to accept this, Elijah is actually a reincarnate of John. Now, there's a couple of perspectives I just want to kind of throw on the table before we even get into this. Uh, A, it could be talking about a literal reincarnation that John the Baptist was literally Elijah, uh, you know, pretty much reincarnated. And then you can look at it as, oh, well, Elijah was taken to heaven, so maybe he never actually died. So it's not reincarnation. It's just literally Elijah. Well, it would be almost like a gap theory, right? Mm-hmm. Because Elijah was taken to heaven in a chariot of fire. And then there's another theory that Elijah was abducted by aliens. <laughs> that's not heard that theory. That's a legitimate theory. Uh, wow. People, I think there's a book called, wow. I think there's a book called The Bible Code, and it talks about how Elijah was taken into heaven by an I alien I feel like spacecraft. that's a book that you need in your life. Oh, it was great. It was a great book. It's uh, The Bible Code, Read Between the Lines is the name of it. So if anyone's out there, actually, I think that's in the second The Bible Code. There's two. (laughs) I think there's two of those. I don't know if that's a legitimate source for your information, but we're not talking about Bibles and UFOs right now, are we? We'll save that for next Halloween. Uh, Anyway, so uh, it's just an interesting thought to think that, hey, Elijah could have very well been reincarnated into John the Baptist. And it even says that Jesus is like, if you're willing to accept that, as in saying like there's a group of people who are not going to be on board with that idea. So that got me thinking about reincarnation and the whole scientifically speaking, when you die, you are reincarnated um, in some form or another because you're going to become, at least on your bo- your bodies, your biological level, you're go- on a biological level, you're going to be reincarnated because when you die, we are made of, uh, my favorite way to say it is you are what your mother ate. And so you are a composite being made of, you know, fats and and red blood cells and proteins and uh, sugars. And like, that's what we're made of, right? We're made of organic matter, at least the shells that we inhabit, our spirit inhabits are made of organic matter. And when they die, they're going to go into the dirt and depending on if you're cremated, you're going to get there a little bit faster. If you are uh, put in a concrete vault, which I just I just want to kind of preface this here is completely superfluous. But the idea of being put in a concrete vault freaks me the heck out. I just soon know that I'm good and dead. Like you could cremate me. I don't care. I know that's against some people's religion. I don't get it because that's what you're going to do in the earth one way or another. Even if it takes, you know, a year or a day or 10,000 years, you're going back to dirt. And so I... Uh, Yeah, that creeps me out. Anyway, and so you kind of go into the earth, you are consumed by worms, and you become a part of that worm, you know, like it breaks you down and turns into proteins to support the worms, and then it turns into proteins to support the grass growing on top of the graves, and et cetera, et cetera, until some cow or bird or something comes by and eats the seeds off the the plants, or comes by and eats the grass like a deer, and then you become part of the deer, and then... You go back and some hunter kills the deer and then someone eats the deer and so you become someone else. I don't know. Like on a bi- you get what I'm saying. It's morbid. I know. On a biological level, you are reincarnated. But what about your spirit? And this can go into a whole lot of different ways where we're not trying to get to today. But the general idea is uh, it, it, when this is a whole other conversation we're planning on having around hell, we're planning on doing a whole other episode on that. And the idea that earth is actually purgatory um if that's a thing and kind of some views of that and if there's such thing as a purgatory are we already in purgatory etc 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 but all of that is besides the point for this conversation specifically what interests me is that in some form or fashion 
does our soul have a lineage? What is the spiritual world? And before I kind of rant and rave anymore, Elaine, I'm going to give you a chance. Do you have anything you want to share about this? Because I can go on forever because I love the bridge between science and spirit. So what do you have to say about all this? Just something that I've kind of been thinking a lot about lately is just the idea of energy and spirit. And a couple of weekends ago, I was talking with some friends about our ghost reel. You know, we were getting ready for Halloween. We were talking about is our, our ghosts real? And we kind of came to the conclusion, or at least the general conversation led to ghosts or spirits. And so what does that mean? Do we have spirits roaming the earth? Well, if there's energy, you know, you have good spirits, you have bad spirits, you have good energy, you have bad energy, you have good juju, (laughs) bad vibes, like all of those things, you know, all those new agey, um, hippie, woo-woo words. But whenever you actually like sit down to think of it, like I know we had talked about previously about how I used to, you know, I, I went through a phase where I was like, well, I need prayers and good vibes. And I was like, okay, that's stupid. Like, there's no such thing as good vibes. Like, how are you going to think me healthy? Or how are you going to think good thoughts and I'm going to receive them? I only accept prayer. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm open. Like, if you want to send me good anything, I I will receive that. And, you know, it. we even talked about previously about how, you know, I would be offended when other people of other religions, like, didn't want prayer. And I'm like, well, if it's good, why wouldn't you want that? And then I kind of had to take a step back and was like, oh, well, if somebody was praying over me or sending me good thoughts or good vibes and they weren't a Christian, they were some other faith or religion, would I be accepting of that? And so to me, to sum all of that up, I believe that there is energy. I believe that there are, I guess you could call it vibes. You know, you can walk into a room and you can feel out, okay, well, is this, you know, there, is there a good presence to this room? Are, are, there, are the people in this room, you know, joyous and happy and fun? Or is there, you know, a sadness, a, de- a, a depressive spirit about this room? Is there, you know, oppression? Do you feel, you know, are you not happy in a certain place? And, you know, I feel like a lot of times, as morbid as this sounds, you know, cemeteries or funeral homes often have, you know, a negative energy about it. But typically, or at least should, you know, Sunday mornings you go to church, you should have a joyous spirit. You should have, you know, the the vibes, the energy of the room should be uplifting and positive and encouraging like Caleb, you know, mm. but... I don't know. Some of the Christian songs are not positive and encouraging. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can, obviously I believe in energy because there is energy. It's all around us. You know, like I said, like you can go into a room, you can go to a certain place and you're like, you know, I, I'm feeling this out and I don't feel good about this place or actually you know I want to stay here in this presence and then the whole aspect of God's presence either you're stepping stepping into God's presence or God stepping into your presence however you want to word that but either way about it you know you like Christians want to be in the presence of God because that's where you have the good energy the good vibes sure and I know that's like a super big thing that like Christians get caught on it's like oh that's bad bad vibe well, okay, everything is vibration. That is yeah. science. Uh, you can't deny that on a molecular level. Everything is moving constantly. You are vibrating at a frequency. That is why music makes us feel a certain way. That is why if you hit a string on a guitar, which like there's six of them hanging on my wall, right? No, more than that. Anyway. Or color. 
yeah, color has vibration. It is literally light, which is uh, light is a form of wavelength that reacts off of a surface to produce a certain color. Color is completely perceived. It's not even real. It is just the way our eyes perceive. There are colors we can't even see because they're above the wavelengths our eyes can interpret, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Or you have, was it synthasia, where like you see color, the aura of right, people? Right, because your brain can literally, that's a legitimate thing that people can do. And uh, so if you can see color, then you can see their vibrations. You can see right. their energy. And there are people who, you know, have like, I think it's the same thing you said where like people can see sounds, mm -hmm. right? Where music you can, notes, yeah. you, you can hear and like music portrays as a color. Kanye West claims he has that. So, uh, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but that's a legitimate thing. People have this. Um, and then, you know, so certain hallucinogens actually create the same thing. It changes the brain on a molecular level to be able to allow the same thing. I'm not promoting that. I'm just saying, like, it's a legitimate Scientifically. scientific. It's a real thing. You can't get away from that. And so that being said, you start looking at, well, what is God? What is all of this around us? Well, God is a form of energy. Energy is omnipresent. It's everywhere. Light is omnipresent. It's everywhere. There is some form of energy vibrating all around us. And I believe God is that vibration on a molecular all the way up to like a quantum level, right? Like that is God. And my kind of belief to this, you know, I've said it before, like we're a bridge between the physical and the spiritual. The spiritual is that side we can't necessarily see, but we can feel. How do you feel something? Well, it has to have a feeling. It has to have a wavelength. And whenever you get on God's wavelength, that's whenever, you know, miracles and uh, just this, the mindset changes and all this begin to happen on a spiritual level. The spirit is literally its own wavelength. And just to kind of back that up a little bit, you look at, oh, well, before radiation was known to be radiation, we just knew there were certain minerals that killed people. We didn't understand why it was deemed as magic or otherworldly until we, you know, uh, until the Geiger counter was invented where we could measure radiation. Same thing with, uh, lumen uh measurement tools like to measure like candle power and or stuff like that temperature ph balance. can be filled all of these different things um you know decibel readers all of these different like literally what i'm watching on the screen click right now is a decibel reader it can measure the volume intensity uh the same thing could be said about you uh you know uv and uva and uvb lights you know we can't see them doesn't mean they're not there and I think that's a good reason to kind of sum that in is like, hey, God is everywhere, but it's energy and we can create wavelengths. Our thought patterns are literally little firing neutrons, little lightning bolts going off in our brain, little sparks of energy that kind of synchronize with other parts of our bodies to create movement, to create sound, to create rhythm. And that also, you know, the same reason like we can get tense tension and actually manifest problems in our body. I'm not saying all diseases and stuff are that, but in one way or another, it's a biological misfire. Some of them are mental. Some of them, you know, most of them are not. I understand that. But, you know, you can actually cause yourself to become sick or cause yourself to uh, create tension in your back and in your neck and in all these other places in your body based on the thoughts you create because those thoughts have a certain wavelength. And the further you get away from calm, the further you get away from these positive emotions into stressed, negative, tired. Um, and when I say tired, I mean like worn down, tired, uh, you know, anxious. All of these other thought patterns create problems because they're vibrating at an improper balance to your body's rhythmic, rhythmic cycles. This isn't 
like creepy. This isn't, I mean, it's so many people dub it as like, oh, this is new age. You can't practice this in Christianity, but it's not, it's, it's science. And I believe God is that energy. And when we can synchronize up with him, that's really where it starts to like the magic starts to happen. Like you begin to unlock a new side of you and going on from chapter 12 in Matthew going, or excuse me, 11 uh, through 12 and going into chapter 13, it's talking about the parable of the sower and Jesus is talking about how the different seeds scattered in different soils, right? And how one of them produces, the birds come and eat them. The next one, uh, you know, they grow, but they don't have roots. The next one, they're choked out amongst the thorns. And you have the ones that bring life. Well, I always viewed that as people, right? Oh, it's like, oh, you have the seeds. Oh, you have good seeds. You have bad seeds. And at the end of the day, like the good ones are going to grow and the bad ones are going to get choked up or they're going to have shallow faith. But it's not about people. It's about thoughts, when you start looking at it and just kind of reading a little bit here, I'm in chapter 13 verses out to start in like uh, 19. And this is Matthew. And it says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand, let us understand it's a mental state, understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has not rooted in himself. Interesting point there, and I highlighted that today. Literally, you have to have self-understanding. You have to have roots in yourself before you can have roots in God. You have to understand who you are to understand who you are in Christ. And I, I don't know, I just, I really liked that. And then it says, but uh, endures for a while, and when tribulation and persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is uh, the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold and another 60 and another 30. So it's talking about the fruition of your thoughts, of your thought life. Jesus isn't saying, oh, that person over there rotted away because he was buried. It's literally saying you're the soil in this instance. You are not the seeds. You are the soil taking in the good things, all of the good things. And this kind of goes back to energy, right? You are soil. You are taking in. Sometimes our soil has shallow depth to it because we don't understand ourselves well enough. Sometimes it doesn't, uh, it's too hard and it can't, you know, seed can't take root. Sometimes thorns have grown up. Chafe has grown up and we have literally uh, like we're kind of limited. It's a mixed bag and the, the good doesn't have room to grow. But when we clear the ground, we till the soil, it gives room for good and positive things to grow. And then it goes on to talk about the parable of the weeds. And we all know this one. Well, Jesus, you know, you have deceit who plants uh, weeds amongst the, the wheat. And then at the end of days, both are harvested. I always thought of this as like end of days. Oh, we're going to get the good one. I'm, I'm a good branch of wheat. But to me, after reading and realizing these stories are parallel to each other, right? These are parables said right back to back here. And it says, uh, a man who sowed good seed in his field while men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds appeared also. The servants of the master, you know, said, basically just kind of paraphrasing, like, what? why would we do this? Do we need to go pluck the weeds? Well, if you do that, you're going to tear up the grain. When you start looking at this as energy, when you start looking at this as thoughts, what it's literally saying is we take so much time trying to rip out the bad thoughts, but what does that do? It changes our mindset where we're focused on the bad thoughts and it kills the good thoughts too. Sometimes you just have to nurture the good and let the bad die off on its own. And all of this, just, I don't know, I'm just trying to tie this back together with energy and stuff here. It just, it reminds me so much 
that everything is about the mind and our mindset is what determines, you know, that's what being born again is, right? It is, it is a renewing of the mind. We're born of nature and then we're born of the spirit. The spirit is in the mind in essence. And the mind is ultimately the tool we use to pursue Christ. What do you have to say about it? So my podcast that's coming out, The Prodigal Daughter, the three main things that I am going to be talking about is mindset, meditation, and manifestation. So with that, I'm a huge believer in all three of those things. And specifically with mindset, there's a lot of self-awareness that you have to have with that and self-awareness of, you know, who you are in Christ, who you are, you know, by yourself and how you see yourself and your relationships and all of that stuff, who you see God, all of it. You know, there's so, so many layers to self-awareness and mindset. And then for me, you know, the meditation thing is focusing on that good energy, focusing on, you know, a healthy mindset, focusing on who God is, focusing on, you know, producing good fruit and, and good wheat. And then the manifestation is literally bringing that into fruition, speaking life into those things that you want to create and do and be and allowing God to speak life into you. And so you become you know, the good fruit, you become the good wheat, the good soil, and that you produce life in all things. You produce life in yourself. You produce life in the relationships that you have, whether it's your spouse or, you know, your family or your friends, your coworkers, strangers on the street. It all ties together. You have your self-awareness. You have what you're focusing on. You have what you're speaking into, speaking life into. And that's where that energy comes from. You know, if, if you have good energy within yourself, of course, you're going to produce that. If you have, you know, a negative mindset or, you know, buzzword self-limiting beliefs and stuff like that, of course, you're not going to bear the fruit that you want, um, if any fruit at all. And I just think that there's so much to that. There's so many different levels and layers and it's so intricate and complex, but it's also really beautiful whenever you truly understand what energy, what spirit, what all of that is, what that source is and where it comes from. Yeah. And just to kind of tie it back together with the verse we started with, with like Jesus says, you know, this is Elijah, if you're ready to hear it. I don't know where I stand on the idea of reincarnation, right? I don't know where I stand on some of those ideas. It's not something that, of course, we actively teach. It's not something we talk about. But what is interesting to me is the idea of being in harmony with another human being, and one perspective, like I said, this is speculative. It's open for interpretation here. Like we want to hear other people's interpretations too. This is just us trying to read things from a new lens. To me, one of the thoughts that kind of comes up is, well, what if that means that John the Baptist is literally on the same wavelength with the spirit of Elijah so much so that it's almost imperceivable, which is what, you know, once Christ died, ultimately that's our intent, right? To be like Christ. Christian means many Christ, as in like miniature Christs um, multiplied out. And so we are in essence trying to get on the same wavelength as God. What does that mean? What well, means, and this is where a lot of these teachings come in of like, how do we do that? How do we try to live, you know, according to God's commands, et cetera, et cetera, with all these things. Some of them, you know, we've been taught properly. Some of them have been butchered. A lot of them we'll never know, you know, we're just, we're just trying to do our best and it comes to whatever brings forth the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If it produces those fruits, then you are, in essence, on God's wavelength, right? That's how you know you can 
uh, bear anything, you know, you can judge anything by the fruit that it produces. You know, it kind of reminds me of the story of Jesus and the fig tree. We did a TikTok video about that. But uh, you kind of can start to look at this as a perspective of like, well, maybe John the Baptist was so in tap uh, to God, to the source of creation, that he literally was on the same wavelength and was indistinguishable. And because they were in the same wavelength, they became, in essence, the same person, which is what unification of spirit is. That's what we're all trying to get back to, is to be to come back to Christ. We were all breathed the breath of life and became, in essence, a piece of God, right? He put a piece of himself in us. And even more so, when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, you start talking about Jesus coming into, you know, the proverbial Jesus coming into your heart, the spirit fills you, we have the breath of life, all of these different little key steps, one of each part of the Trinity, right? And we are trying to make our way back to the Father, to our Creator, to become part of Him. And so before Jesus died, before that was, you know, an ability, before um, the forgiveness and atonement of all covered everyone, then that's kind of the same gist with John the Baptist and Elijah in my mind. It's like they were in sync. They had the same mission. But I feel like, too, on a biological standard, like that could be passed down throughout lineage. And what I mean by that, like going specifically with reincarnation, you know, there's again, there's so many levels and all different beliefs about all that. But one thing I could see is like the whole reincarnation of like you have, you know, great, great grandmothers and grandfathers that never met, you know, their generational down grandchildren. But a lot of times, you know, kids are born or, you know, children have the same personalities that they're you know, older generations in their family have, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, um, I, a lot of people have talked about how they lost, you know, their grandfather or their grandmother, and then they have grandkids and then they physically see their grandmother or their grandfather within their kids. Not on a weird, like, oh, you know, level, but like the spirit that they encompass their joy or not joy, um, just the spirit, the energy that they have within them, it's it's the personality characteristics and the different personality traits of like, you remind me of my grandmother. You remind me of my great-grandmother or the history that I know of our family lineage. Like you embody, you know, your well, ancestors. And that kind of plays into the whole idea of either generational curses or on the opposite hand, passing down of a mantle, right? Mm-hmm. Which are both very spiritual, Christian blessings. Right. Christian terms, but that's a legitimate thing. Is it the whole person being reborn? Not necessarily, but if ultimately we are all a piece of God, we're all going to come back to be unified with him. So it doesn't really matter. The cool factor of that is there is such thing as mantles. There is such thing as generational curses. And those are energies passed on to someone else. You know, whenever you walk into a room with a negative energy, you know, you can feel it. When you walk in the room, you know, those people that walk in the room and they're their energy, their literally their magnetic draw. You can feel that presence when you walk into a room and it's just, it's addictive. There's also something to be said about children and just having this innate awareness of the world around them. Sure. Not fully understanding, but awareness. You know, I feel like kids and animals too, but like kids specifically are able to sense things that we aren't. Um, able to sense as adults and adolescents and growing up and everything. And I feel like a lot of times children feel a connection to their ancestors or feel a connection to their grandmother that they never met before, or they'll see pictures and they'll be like, oh, that's so-and-so 
when their parent or whoever in the family had never told that kid about, like they feel that can that spiritual connection to somebody in their family or even friends that, you know, family friends that they were involved with or whatever that the family was close to and stuff. But like children have this innate awareness of like, oh, that's so-and-so or I feel close to so-and-so or, you know, like those was it the two sentence six scary stories that like children things that uh, children have said that are scary but like you know a lot of children feel that they have their great grandparents with them you know protecting them you know in their bedroom at night and stuff like that and so you know I feel like children are more aware of the spiritual realm and the energy around them they may not fully understand or capable of explaining into words, but I feel like they're able to kind of tap into that better than we are. Yeah, for sure. So everyone, with all of that being said, uh, you know, this is obviously something sewn into creation on some form, and there's a lot of different verb, you know, different verbiage you can use on it, and there's a lot of different ways you could take it, but it all kind of means the same thing. So I'm interested to hear from you guys. What are, what are your thoughts on God as energy and what does that mean to you? You can hit us up, drop us an email, mail at therecklesspursuit.com. We would love to hear from you. And of course, you can go down to the show notes below and join up in our group, Nomads. We would love to have you. Also, if you have not done so so far, please go and leave an honest review and drop a rating in wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps people passing by know a little more about the show from someone else's perspective, and that is vital. And last but not least, if you got something from this episode or any of our previous episodes and know someone who you think would benefit, please share it on with a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to keep the conversation going. And as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.